What's happening? What's happening? What's happening, everybody? What's going on? Hey, welcome to the Plugged In Show, where I am your host, R.D. Muhammad, plugging you in with the information that you need. That This is why I'm your favorite plug. This is why I am your favorite plug, because I plug you in with that information. Hey, listen, y'all, I got a great show lined up and planned for you guys today. This show is really, really going to be awesome. Uh, for those of you who uh, for those of you who are first time to the show, uh, I want to welcome you guys and make you all feel welcome. So uh, let me get some stuff cleared off here first, because I, I do multitask. <laughs> I multitask, ladies and gentlemen, so I have a lot going on. Uh, uh, in, in one studio set, you know, I also do a um, a a live uh, segment or live videos for my uh, other business, Premier Leather Crafters, and that's the logo that you guys saw up in the top corner. But today, ladies and gentlemen, today, 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 I took it as a sign. I don't normally don't believe in signs, but um, I, I took it as something that I should do. Because uh, just in the past three days, uh, I have talked with various people uh, about starting a business, how to invest, what can I do, how can I do it. Uh, even today, I saw an old childhood friend uh, that we went to church with, and he put up a post that that was the the one that I said, okay, let me give this info. So people can really know how this is going to work. So I'm going to give you guys this. I just want to make sure that the volume and everything is working good. So um, I, I am going to give y'all this work this morning. First, let me do a plug to the book. If you haven't gotten a chance to read my latest book, Swimming with the Shark, you want to get this book. This book is basically tying into what we're going to be talking about today, uh, how these business owners in this book, uh, they started their journey on, on what to invest. Now, we're going to be talking about investing a little bit because the, the conversations has been uh, from the post this morning from my childhood friend. He said, I'm 44 years old and now he's looking at investing. Now, hindsight is 2020. I wish. I had have had this information, not when I was 44, because that was just a short time ago. I'm not that old. But I wish I had had this information coming out of high school. And uh, uh, I had another opportunity four years after high school in 1995 to where I was given some information on what to invest in. And uh, needless to say, and oddly and strangely enough, it wasn't what we have been taught as coming up through 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 school and through life neither one of these two things were about uh investing in a house per se per se and i'm going to clean that up i'm going to get to that part and neither was about investing into stocks or uh or the stock market but i'm going to give you ladies and gentlemen regardless to what age you're in what generation you're a part of 
whether you're part of the baby boom era, Generation X or Generation Z, or you are a tweenie right now. You can take your money and put it into these two things. And by the time that you think that you're ready to retire or the time that you get ready to enjoy the rest of your life, these two things will rake in major, major dividends. And again, it's not necessarily per se because a, a lot of people that was commenting in, in his thread was saying, uh, invest in your house and property. That is true. But, and this is the part that I'm going to clean up. That is true. Invest into real estate and invest in the property, but not for yourself. <laughs> That's the secret sauce into what I'm going to be giving you today. Now, investing in a house and investing in property for yourself is not an investment. You're just finding, you're just having somewhere to live. Now, if you are buying property or buying houses and you are wanting to get off into the rental, the rental game, now you're talking about creating income. See, those of you who own your houses right now, you're not making no money off of that. You're only putting money into it. You're only putting money into that house. Now, they'll tell you build equity up and all of this, but look how long and what all you got to do to build equity up. You got to remodel. You got to upgrade the cabinets, the bathroom and, and, and the kitchen. You have to, you putting money into it. And then if you got a 30 year mortgage, when you going to see a return on your investment? After 30 years? No. What the people want to know is how can I make, uh, uh, I want to decrease that amount of time, 30 years. You're 30 years on a mortgage, you're 20 years on a job. Come on, y'all. This is the stuff that we haven't been taught. But if you are buying real estate and buying, buying property and you are turning that into a rental property, now you have money coming in in the form of income now because as they pay rent they're not only just paying off the house that you are in debt for that's that's what we call good debt good debt is where somebody else is paying your debt off yes you have the debt but somebody else is paying it that's good debt um and then the money that's over what you're collecting off of the rent is profit. But here's the secret sauce, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just going to touch on this one time, and then I'm going to get to the two major things that you should be putting your money into right now. Now, when that property or that house it's owned by your business, your rental company. See, there, there, there is, now you have to go to school and get a degree to become a real estate agent if you are selling houses, but you don't need a degree to be a renter. Huh? 
There is not a class in no college or university across the country where you can major in being a renter, a, a renter uh, uh, career. There's not one. Look it up. I'll wait. Well, I ain't got time to wait, but look it up on your own time. But you can own multiple properties. And then even if you don't want to deal with the collecting and the running the background checks and making uh, uh, doing all of this stuff, all you would have to do as the boss, as the boss, is hire you a rental management company, which what I teach my, my clients to do is become your own rental company. You can create another business where it's your LLC. That's your rental management company. The only thing it does is deal with all of your rental properties. So instead of people paying the money to you personally, they would pay all of the money to your rental company. And ladies and gentlemen, in today's time, that's as easy as a transfer with Cash App, Venmo, uh, Zelle, or uh, I, I'm, I've seen some, they don't even take money orders anymore. They want you to pay everything online. But that's what I mean by cleaning up that part about the real estate. But please note that owning real estate under your government name, under Robert Muhammad, it does nothing for me in the form of an investment. People need to understand what investing is. Investing is taking money from here putting it into a project here that's going to create you passive income. Invest, outvest. I'm putting money in here to get money out over here. Under your own personal name and you buying your own house, you're putting money into it and the equity, now, yeah, because somebody's going to say, somebody's going to drop into the comment, uh, well, I can go and borrow money against the equity. Listen to what you are saying. You are building equity up into a house to borrow money from the equity. That's just the increased value of the house. You buy a house at 50000 you put enough money into it, and you built the equity up to 75000 Now you're going to borrow $25,000? Borrow. That's not income. That's acquiring another debt. And most times what people, re what people do is they refinance to pull money out so they can what? upgrade the house again. Maybe the washer and dryer needs to be bought. So you're not investing. Investing is, I'm going to put $50,000. I'm going to pay this house for $50,000. I'm going to put $25,000 into it to remodel it. And then I am going to, now the value of the house is $75,000. Well, the value is going to be doubling that. But let's just use plain numbers. The value of the house now uh, in the in the market in the area that it's in is worth a hundred thousand. Okay, now instead of me going and borrowing money against the equity, oh man, see this is taking me off into another conversation because I'm getting away from the two major investments, the investments. But just for the sake of this, 
Now, now the house is 50000 but I'm going to rent it now. I'm going to rent it. Now, I borrowed 50000 to purchase it. I put the money into it and got the equity up to where it's worth 100000 Now, my, my payment is not on the 100000 current value. My payment is off of what I borrowed to get it to be a hundred thousand. So let's just say my mortgage right now is my mortgage, and just again, we're using whole numbers for the sake of the conversation. My mortgage is six hundred dollars a month, but I am renting the house for fifteen hundred dollars a month, depending on the neighborhood, might be get two thousand. Now I deduct the cost of the mortgage. Off of the $1,500, now I'm making $900 income. That's an investment. Buying a house under your name is not an investment. You're just putting money into it. And you're just dumping, 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 dumping. Then you're going to turn around and borrow. That's not how we play the game. Now, let me get to the two things that are surefire investments. I want to make sure that my mic is on because uh, yeah, the mic is still on. So if you guys can hear me, drop a one in the comments real quick. Drop a one in the comments just to make sure that the mic is on and you guys can hear me very well. Now, the two things that I want to uh, tell you about investing in, one of them has been around forever, forever. And as early as I know, 1800s, 1800s. And it's something that we have been told constantly about getting, but the average American don't have. That's insurance. Insurance. Now, there are two types of insurances, and we ain't talking about health. That's the third one. We're talking about, we're not talking about car insurance. We're not talking about homeowner's insurance or, or none of that. We're not talking about, we're talking about life insurance. Two kinds. You have term life and you have whole life. Forget about the term. Listen to what the definition, we, see, we, we have to understand the definition of words, the meaning of words. Term life is for a term, a certain period of time. Now, understand what insurance game is. I don't, I, I'm going to give it to y'all real. I'm plugging you in with the real because I'm not trying to sell you insurance. I'm trying to help you understand insurance. So when you go get it, what that insurance agent tells you should bring back to remembrance what I am telling you today. I don't care what nobody said. Oh, man, insurance don't work like that. Are they a licensed insurance agent? Stop talking to people that's not dealing in the business that you are trying to get. <laughs> you, you don't go to an electrician and ask him how to fix a water pipe. I don't care how many pipes he have replaced. He is an electrician. He's not a plumber. That's why it's two separate fields. All right, let's keep rocking and rolling. 
uh, when you talk to your insurance agent, they're going to try to sell you term life insurance. Every last one of them will bring up term life insurance first. Why is that? Understand the game and understand the meaning of the word term. You are going to be locked into a term. You're going to be locked into a policy paying this set amount for a time frame, a term. That term is the gamble. And I'm shaking dice. That's the gamble. Ah. Because under a term policy, that insurance company is banking on you living past the term. Why do they want you to live past the term? Because if you live past the term, they don't have to pay out. Mm. Now, see, if you die before within that term, then they would have to pay out. See, this is the gamble. This is the gamble. And now, let me tell you something that I told somebody else, too. It's a numbers game when it comes to insurance. It's a numbers game. And they're banking on you living past that time or living longer. One, if you live longer, now you got to change that policy and then pay more money into it. And they got to pay out. Or uh, 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 if you die, now if you understand, when you understand term insurance, Term insurance has so many restrictions. I mean, they give you they give you a couple of pages to sign, but or sign here, initial here, sign here, initial here, initial, 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 sign and date. But that pack is about 30 pages of stuff that you didn't read. Now, they tell you to read it. But after you sign it, then you'll, oh, okay. And most people, they be like, well, I'll read it out. I'll read it later. And you'll never get around to reading it. But that term insurance is a trick. Because if you live past long, uh, well, what's the term like? I want to do 15 years. Well, what if you live 20, 25 years? No, none of us know when our number is going to be called. But what if you live 25 years? Well, we're just going to renew the term. And then they'll push it off again. And then they'll push it off again. But then, if you pay it in that, with, if you die within that term, but then they start going into pre existing conditions. Well, I didn't know I had uh, 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 CPOD or, or COPD, whatever they, they call it. I don't know. I didn't know I had kidney uh, failure. I didn't know I was a diabetic when I signed up for this policy. Well, we asked you, did anybody in your family have it? And you said no. So then they catch you because you lied or fraudulently put information on there. Then they don't have to pay. See, that's the thing. With it. That's one thing. Why Every time I try to give it, I try to stick it to the insurance companies every time I can. And that's why I learned when I learned this game, about how the insurance plays, I wanted to make sure that I knew how to play the game. So one, 
Get away from term insurance. If you have a term life insurance policy right now, roll it over right now into a whole life insurance policy. Whole life. And then you want to make it a cash back whole life insurance policy. You want to make that whole life insurance policy to where you can go and get cash from your insurance, not the bank. Why is that important? A lot of you, you might have heard this term, BYOB. Not bring your own bottle. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about be your own bank. How can I be become my own bank life insurance with a cash policy? Now, what makes this game so sweet is you are investing into your life insurance policy. And the more money you put into that life insurance policy, now you can borrow money against the life insurance policy. And it's no interest. And you don't necessarily have to pay it back. You would want to because this is your bank. So just like you got to pay Truist, AmSouth. Well, I don't even think they have AmSouth anymore. <laughs> that tell you how old I am. But now you don't have to pay BB&T, Fifth Third. Uh, you got to pay them their money back. So why not pay your own self your money back? Now, look at this right here. You set up the, um, who made this popular was, uh, well, who did, he didn't make it popular. Well, who made it popular was the Rockefellers. I encourage each one of y'all to read that book. It's called The Waterfall Method. Read that. You want that book in your on your bookshelf. And you want to make your family members, your children, your wife, or your husband, read that book. In 1893, Rockefeller opened up a whole life insurance policy for $400,000. Now, $400,000 was a lot of money. It's a lot of money now, but it was definitely a lot of money in 1893. With strict instructions, for each one of his offspring to open up an insurance policy as well. They had no choice in the matter. 40, uh, uh, open up insurance policy. Now, every time the offspring or his children had a child or even found out that the woman was pregnant, automatic insurance policy. Life insurance. The baby's not even here yet. But when you understand that, now listen what a waterfall is. A waterfall is coming off of something and it's draining into, it's got to collect at the other end. This, this method is what makes made the Rockefellers one of the wealthiest families in the world. And we're talking about the true powers the true uh, movers and shakers, the Vanderbilts, the Rothschilds, 
the uh the 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 the, the Morgans, the Chase, all of these wealthy families of the world, this is how money was wealth was acquired. And when you leave, make strict instructions like that. Every child has an insurance policy. Now, the thing about that is, do not leave your money to, do not leave your, 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 your insurance. Do not make the beneficiary, let me say it like this. Do not make the beneficiary a person. Never. Because like the book called Bible says, a fool in their money will soon part. And financial discipline is one of the major things that keeps us broke. Because your average person, they buy things based on a feeling and not a plan. When you spend your money based on a feeling, you will stay broke. Oh, man, I look good in this outfit. Oh, see, it's all a feeling. And that outfit makes you feel some kind of way. Oh, man, I bought this Rolex. You know, this thing, man, that's a Rolex. It makes you feel some type of way. And people who tend to make purchases like this are broke or soon will be broke because the plan is only to acquire stuff and not wealth. See the difference? Oh, see the difference. So let's keep on rocking and rolling. I still got number two to give you. And number two is going to be an easy investment that you can also do while you are having you while you have your life insurance. Now, do not make a person the beneficiary of your life insurance policy. You want to create a trust fund, a trust account, a trust LLC. That way, when anything happens, let's just say for me, I'm going to use me for instance. I'm worth more money dead than I am alive. But when I leave this physical plane, this earth that we call home, my children will become the, well, they will indirectly become instant millionaires. But that money, my policy will pay the trust fund. Leave it to the trust. The trust is the beneficiary, not my daughters. Now, what my daughters will receive is a monthly check from the trust fund. That way, they won't go through and burn all of the money. I don't do all of this work. I don't do all of these podcasts. I don't start all of these businesses for my offspring to burn through the money. I don't, I don't, ain't no prodigal children over here. If you don't know, you're not familiar with the prodigal son, go back and pick you up any Bible and you can read about that. My children can't even go back and adjudicate to say, well, I don't want to wait and get my money every month. I want to get all my money right now. My children can't do that. No. But, and I also left other strict instructions of things that they have to do in order for them to get that check because I don't take care of grown people. But it's to give them a leg up instead of a hand out. Ooh, I just said something right there. Ooh, 
Let that marinate in your spirit. It's better for you to give a leg up than a hand out. That's why you want to invest in the life insurance because the life insurance will give them that extra added edge that I didn't get when I was growing up. See, most times and often, especially in the black community, when our parents die, the only thing that we get is their debt. Understand that. Even if they own the house and they say, I'm going to give you a house. Guess who now got to pay their property tax? <laughs> you do. Oh, and people, some people are just, oh, my mama left me a house or my daddy left me a house. Now you got all that debt. You just acquired all of that. See, there are ways to this game to where you can eliminate all of that. Anybody's ever heard of inheritance tax? This is another reason why you don't want to leave that money to a person. I don't want to leave no million dollars to my children because now they have just acquired a taxation called inheritance tax. So now they got to pay taxes on that million dollars. So now guess what happened to that million? Whoop! You can take, take a Genzu knife to it. So when you invest, when, when you are talking about investing, take your money, invest it into a whole life insurance policy. Now, who made this popular in our time today, actually this year, was a rapper by the name of Waka Flocka. Waka Flocka was doing an interview and he was talking about, man, he said he wished he had a new the game. Now he'll take a million dollars and drop it into a million dollar insurance policy. Now, let's keep it real. It, well, it's not going to take a million dollars to stick none of us in the ground. It's not going to cost not nobody a million dollars to be put in the dirt. The most expensive funeral burial policy, I, I mean, not burial policy, but burial fees that I have seen was thirteen five. So what happens to the other? Let's just get a reasonable number amount policy. Let's just say you got a $250,000. You got a $250,000 life insurance policy. It took thirteen five to stick you in the dirt with a nice suit and a decent looking casket if you go that way. What happened to the rest of the money? See, because the insurance policy is going to pay out 250 k This is why we leave that money to a trust fund. So the trust is going to get that balance that's left. Now, check this out. The money still accrues, accrues and gains interest still in that policy because what rules that we put in place my children have when they have children they have to get a life insurance policy of 250 now look at this i got 250 the wife got 250 both my daughters got 250 isn't that a million dollars now the trust fund is valued at a million so now, when my daughters have children, however many they have, two fifty on each one. So let's just say both my daughters have one child apiece. That's another quarter, a half a million that goes into the trust fund. Now, what just happened? 
my net worth is only 110,000. But my death worth is 1.5. Mm. Y'all see how the game is played? Now, when I leave this physical plane, all of my assets have all been paid off or they'll continue to, to earn profit. So as I'm earning profit from the house, the cars, and all of this stuff, that goes into pay the life insurance policy. Now, imagine if you up that life insurance policy to a million because you want it to grow. Look at this, ladies and gentlemen. Like him, hate him, don't matter. Donald Trump's children work for the Trump organization, the Trump foundation. Like it or not, I don't care what your politics is. I'm trying to get you to see the game plan on how this game is played. Only poor people or people that's not, let's just say rich, and rich is anything under a million. Anything is under, rich is anything under a million. Comfortable is everybody that's 500,000 and up. Anybody under 500,000, you're still working for a living. So let's just say everybody who is under the comfort level 500,000, right? We focus on health insurance. Anybody that's an employee, your focus is health insurance because you want to prolong your life here on this planet and keep paying debt because feel good method. Okay, now. Everybody who's at the comfort level and over, so you got 500,000 to a million, comfortable. Rich is a million to a 50 million. Wealthy, well, I'm going to say a million to 100 million is rich. Wealthy is 100 million and over. And then you have the super wealthy. That's everybody that's in the billy club. They can care less about health insurance. Why? Ooh, some of y'all didn't know that. Rich people can care less about health insurance. Why? One, they have the money to eat good food. They're not buying that gristle meat at Save a Lot in August. I'm just making sure my mic is right. They're they, they not eating rallies. <laughs> They're not eating at Waffle House. They're not eating. Uh, uh, I mean, these people are going to Trader Joe's, Whole Foods. They're not even hitting at Publix. Rich people go to Publix. Comfortable people go to Publix. And Publix has some good stuff. And, and But they're not going to Walmart buying buying that 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 super dye injected slime uh slime meat so they are eating better they are living better and 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 so now they can afford to live longer now 
think this is what I want you guys to do. And I think I talked about this in another podcast. You've been paying Blue Cross Blue Shield health insurance on your job, let's just say for the past year. How many times have you gone to the doctor? Versus they taking that payment out of your check every week or every two weeks, however you get paid. You're getting ripped on health insurance. You're getting ripped, raped on health insurance. Even if, okay, you might have gone out of 12 months, you've gone to the doctor three times. Versus how many times you've paid. Now look at your whole family insurance plan on your health side. Look at that. And you total up all of that money that you have spent. Just do this for kicks and giggles. Total up how much you're paying on insurance for 52 weeks out of the year. 52 weeks. And you still have to pay a $30 or $40 copay when you went. But look at that medical bill on how much the insurance paid versus how much you spent or how much you spent paying for health insurance. Now, here's the thing. If you was to set yourself up correctly, you can find cheaper health insurance as a uh, SBO, small business owner, that's cheaper than Blue Cross Blue Shield and you get the same benefits. This is what we were not taught. You can get cheaper insurance as a 1099, you are a contracted worker, 1099, you can get cheaper insurance with the same benefits because these companies already know. Look, you're just getting, and people be bragging about, oh man, uh, companies, we offer Blue Cross Blue Shield Plus. And, man, I, I haven't gone to the doctor in the past three years. And y'all know what my health insurance is every month? $37. And I've never gone to the doctor in three years. So really, truthfully and honestly, just for the sake of having health insurance, I mean, that's a steal. But I'm paying $37. Look, I'm paying $37 a month. I can go to the doc in the box and pay out of my pocket $150. And then I can keep my $37 in my pocket. See how the game works? So, but like I tell everybody, look, if you want to invest in anything, forget the stock market. Forget buying and owning property in a house under your own name. Turn that into rental property. Now, ooh, ooh, I can just give y'all some sweet game right quick. You can buy your own home, your business buys your home, and then you can rent it from yourself or rent it from your business. Now you get to stay at the house for free and then write it off. And then you the money is just doing this right here. Like the old AOL thing when it was buffering on your screen. See, that's playing the game. 
That is playing the game. That is living the dream and loving your life. Because you were physically, uh, your 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 rental company owns this house. You would physically fill out a renter's a lease agreement, and then you would pay your own company just as you somebody else. You would pay your own company. And here's the best part. Here's the best part. Your company gets to write all of that off as business property or rental property. The mortgage still get paid. It don't affect your credit. <laughs> See, y'all think of plan. All you got to do is just ask the right question and the game will be revealed to you. Don't ask auntie. Don't ask Uncle Fred. Don't ask your homeboy that you grew up with day one from uh, your day one. They don't know because if they knew, they would be playing the game too. I talked about that a little bit when, you, when, when you're going out and finding your, the right tax professional. Not a tax preparer, but a tax professional. If a tax preparer knew exactly all of the ins and outs of the things that you can file and write off and claim and defer taxes on, they would be doing it themselves. Sometimes you got to even ask them a situation about a doctor. If a doctor really knew how to fix and heal you, why he get sick? Is the doctor in day? Now the doctor's out sick. The doctor's sick? <laughs> See, family, we have to really we have to really, really pay attention. We have to really pay attention. If your doctor gets sick, why is he a doctor? He can't tell me nothing. If the lawyer gets locked up and go to jail, why in the way? He, what? We have to stop listening to people that, uh, uh, one, we have to stop listening to people that's not in the position to give us the information that we are seeking. Asking questions don't cost nobody anything. Everybody has free consultations nowadays because they want your business. All you have to do is go in there and ask them the right questions. So when you are going to look at these insurance policies, don't go to the HR manager at your job talking about life insurance. Because they're going to give you that term life policy because you're only going to be working for them for a term. They're not going to be talking about no life insurance policy. And then if they do talk life insurance policies, you start asking them these questions. All right, I need to take my whole life insurance policy and set that up into a trust account. How do I do that? You're going to lose them right there after that point right there. When you start talking about trust funds and setting up cash a cash withdrawal or a cash back whole life insurance policy, you're going to lose them. You're going to lose them. Same way it is when you start talking to tax preparers about how I can write my birthday off. They don't know because if they knew, they'll be writing theirs off. How can I write off meals? How can I write off my vacation? How can I write off my utilities? How can I write off my rent? How can I turn a room in my house and write that off? 
you'll lose them. If they don't have the answers to these questions, you have a tax preparer. It's not hard. Now, let's get to number two, and then I'm going to let you guys go. The second thing that I recommend people to invest their money into. These, right here, ladies and gentlemen. Let me turn this light off so you guys can see it. And I probably killed that. This is what you want to invest your money into. I don't tell anybody to do anything that I am not doing myself. What are these? These are silver dollars. Silver dollars. Now, I opened up at the top of the monologue and I said this was one of the things that I wish I had a knew about in high school. Coming out of high school, this is one of the things that I wish I had a knew. I wish I had a knew about the whole life insurance policy too because I would be rich, rich right now. But if I had a knew about these, uh, the second time I heard about well, the first time I heard about these was in 1995 at the Million Man March. It was the first time I heard about it. Second time I heard about it, Minister Farrakhan was talking, and uh, he said, put all your money into silver because the American dollar is going down. At this particular point in time, at that particular point in time, the euro dollar was coming out and he had gave the warning get off of the american dollar as fast and as quickly as you can start buying silver now why silver versus buying gold there is a law that the average american citizen can only have so much gold in their personal possession before the government can seize it don't take my word for it Go back and research it for yourself. Go back and research it for yourself. This is why people don't have gold in their house no more like they used to back in the early, early days, the 1900s. When Fort Knox was uh, erected, all of the gold was confiscated and placed into Fort Knox. The last audit that was done on Fort Knox was 1966. So we don't even know if there's any gold still in Fort Knox. The American dollar is not backed by gold, marked by the gold market anymore. It's backed by oil. Because under President Nixon in the 80s, or the late 70s, 80s, Nixon did the best game that ever was, regardless of what your politics are. I don't care. This is what happened with Nixon before the I am not a crook. Nixon went to the United Arab Immigrants in Saudi Arabia and said, hey, look, we're going to provide y'all with all the military protection, but you need to make everybody who buys oil <laughs> buy oil with the American dollar. They called it the petrodollar. Look that up if you ain't got nothing else to do. Don't take my word for it. Go back and research it for yourself. Now, what happens is everybody, any country in the world, the only way that they can buy oil, 
they had to have American currency to buy it. So they had to convert it over from whatever currency their country had to the American dollar. And that's what drove the price of the dollar up. And that's what made America a superpower. You ain't got nothing else to do. Go back and learn. Read. This is the stuff that they didn't tell us about in school. Now, what is happening, and then I'm going to tell you why you should invest in silver. There is not a law that says you can't have ample silver bullion. If you got the place to hold it and you can find a machinist or a refinery that can melt it all down, you can have bricks of silver. Now, in the United States, the silver is 0.99999, four nines. And now if you can get a hold of some Canadian silver, it's, it's 1.0000. Every other country is the full one ounce. But in America, and there might be some other countries too where they got 0.9999, but this is the purest form of silver here in the United States. This is just a small piece because I wanted to show you guys I practice what I preach. So with this, and, and, and I'm, I, I mean, so before somebody start come on the comments and start talking about that ain't no real silver. <laughs> people, man, man, people, people are so funny nowadays, man. People are funny. I keep them in the uh, the casing that they're in. Not that I'm a collector. I'm not a collector. See, if y'all can't tell, that's real silver. And I, I wish my, uh, um, you can see that, but that is one ounce. That's one ounce. Now, the reason why I do that, not boasting or bragging, because that's not what I'm here for. The part is, is that I want you guys to do this. Invest your money into silver. Now, where can you buy silver at? Every pawn shop. If you got us, if your city or your town don't have a pawn shop, go to the next town over or go to the next city over. You can go into any pawn shop and buy silver bullion, silver dollars. A bullion is an ounce. You can buy these. Now, even if you want to play on the gold market, which, again, you can only have so much gold in your possession, you can, once you collect or uh, obtain so many of these, then you can transition and buy you a gold, a gold dollar. Same size. It's still an ounce. But now you can buy it. You can cash in because you'll eventually start collecting so much of this stuff. You got to have somewhere to put it. I recommend a safety deposit box or buy yourself a safe. And these will stack up very quickly. So let me give you the game on this. And I'm going to tell you why. Real quick, we're going to flush through this, rush through this. What is happening now in the world, and you guys might have caught wind of it on your local news channel, whichever one you watch, whether you watch Fox, CNN, MSNBC, Newsmax, whatever you watch, you probably have heard of this. And I'm going to share my screen with y'all. So, because I want you to show this is how serious this is. Anybody ever heard of BRICS? BRICS, ladies and gentlemen, this is what's happening. 
BRICS is an acronym for Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. The term was initially created by BRIC without South Africa. South Africa wasn't a part of it. By Goldman and Sachs economist John O'Neill in 2001. Listen to this now. This is how long this new currency has been in play. 22 years. He believed that by 2050, the four brick economists will come to dominate the global economy. South Africa was added in 2010, 13 years ago. Now, these countries got together to come up with a currency that would topple if not, will cripple, if not topple, the American dollar. Mm, Y'all better pick up what I'm putting down. Minister Farrakhan in 1995 told us that the American dollar was going down. At that time, the American dollar was trading at five cents uh, uh, on the dollar. That's how much it was worth on the world stock exchange. And the dollar has been in trouble. Now, when the euro dollar came into play, the euro dollar was valued at $1.93 to one American dollar. So it was almost valued doubled what the American dollar was. So it wasn't just bricks. Europe came up with a currency that they were trying to get away from the dollar as well. Peep the play. What happened? What happened in 2001? After the announcement of BRICS, boom, the United States go to war. <laughs> Y'all better pick up what I'm putting down. Every time there is a threat, to the American dollar. America, China is bigger than America. Europe is bigger than America. Russia, eh, maybe, eh. Africa, definitely. But the United States, the dollar is what keeps it in the number one seat. So now you have, now the first country that was going up against the American dollar was Libya. Anybody remember that? Forget about your politics. Just look at what happened. Libya was coming up with its own currency that was going to be backed by what? Gold. What happened with Libya? Kuomar Gaddafi was killed. Now, boop, uh, Libya is now trading on the American dollar. Forget your politics. Look at what's happening. Now, when the invasion of Afghanistan and Saudi Arabia, now the United States has taken over those oil refineries, and now, boop, American dollar back on top again. Because now you got to buy oil with the dollar 
Now here it is in 2001, BRICS. Now I'm going to show you another article that will verify, let you know. Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. South Africa came on in 2010. The, <clears throat> the economists from Goldman and Sachs said that by 2050. Let me show you how fast this timeline ran up. Ooh, y'all gonna see something. Y'all gonna see something. Hold up, hold up. Oh, 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 oh. Not that, not that, not that. All right, so let me show you this right here. Let's click on this article right here. Boom. Now, BRICS is, all right, let's just tell you what the acronym for BRICS is. Uh, I wanted to show you guys because the latest news on the BRICS transition is, now keep in mind, it went from 2050 to 2024. This 2023, it jumped up 26 years that fast. How did that happen, ladies and gentlemen? Here we go, right here. Uh, let me scroll down here. I want you guys to see this. 20 more countries have added to the BRICS movement. Whoa. 20 new countries were added. Y'all see this? It was just Brazil, Russia, India and China, South America came on. That's five countries now. Three of them are superpowers. Three of them are superpowers. And now they added 20 more. Let's look at the 20 that were added. So this sped up that 2050 timeline to 2024 timeline. And then now the American dollar is projected to Tobble next year. This is who I added. Egypt, Ethiopia, Iran, all country, Saudi Arabia, all country, and the UAE, the United Arab Immigrants. That ain't 20. That's just the heavy hitters. Just the heavy hitters. Now, look now, natural resources. Now, I gave you these five because these five are rich in natural resources. Egypt, no-brainer. Ethiopia. Some of y'all might have to do a little history digging. Gold and diamonds. Iran, oil and gold. Saudi Arabia, gold, oil, diamonds. And now they have this new metal that's in everybody's cell phone now, or this new uh, natural resource that's in everybody's cell phone. It's in every electronics now. Mm. So when you talk about where the American dollar is, this is why silver is so important. This is a natural resource that has value. And one of these 
is worth more than the American dollar. This is a silver dollar. A silver dollar is worth 20 times more than a $1 promissory note. How do we know that? Okay, let me tell you who else joined on. Afghanistan, Algeria. What's happening in Afghanistan right now? Mm. Y'all better pay attention. Algeria, Bangladesh, Bolivia, Cuba, Ecuador, Indonesia, Karakistan, uh, uh, Kazakhstan, Mongolia, Nicaragua, Nigeria, Senegal, Sri Lanka, Sudan, Thailand. Isn't it Thailand? I mean, we're supposed to be protecting Thailand. Huh? Turkey, Uruguay, Uzbekistan, Venezuela. All of those are the rest that round out their top 20. All of these now are countries that are rich in natural resource and they can validate the value of their currency by their natural resource. Mm, and y'all still think that the dollar is going to be worth something. What is going to happen is all of these countries, let me stop sharing for a minute. Uh, then I'm going to take you to the value of silver. Uh, all of these countries are now that the United States trade with, have traded with, or want to trade with. The United States now is going to have to cash in that American dollar that's only worth five cents to get the new BRICS currency which is going to be, I would imagine, at least five times more value than the American dollar. That is what's going to cripple the American economy. Yes, we will have the technology. We always got more technology than everybody else. Yes, we will have the infrastructure with crops and cows and rice and soybean and everything else to trade with these companies. And then you might can try to cripple them because a lot of these countries don't have the, 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 the soil to grow a lot of stuff. This is why America has been for sale for the past 20 years. Now, why is that? China owns all of the heartland. They own 68% of the heartland. So they technically, they don't even have to buy U.S. produce. They own the heartland. If you don't take, if you don't believe me, go back and look it up for yourself. And see, going back to that feeling, we feel that this is not taking place, but when we always look, when you get outside your feelings and you start looking at actual facts, you, it will start helping you make better moves on your finances. Uh, one thing about that, uh, 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 another reason why rental property is going to be the best way to go. Uh, Grant Cardone just put that video out. America is turning into a renter's country. Why is that? Because anybody making no money. <laughs> they learned one thing from the early uh, uh, the George Bush era. 
They learned one thing about banks putting up all of that money to people with bad credit and couldn't collect onto the markets, and then they had the overseas and the housing market. Some of y'all lived through that. Some of y'all know what that was. Some of y'all felt the pinch of that housing crisis. So what did J.P. Morgan and Chase Bank do? They got smart. They started buying the properties, and now they turned into a rental company. Mm. Renting is the way to go. I am saying rent from yourself, though. Rent from your own business. Then it don't affect your credit. You gonna give yourself bad credit for not paying your own bills? Oh, then you really got to be garbage if you don't pay your own. But anyway, all right. Last point, ladies and gentlemen. Then we're gonna I'm gonna let y'all guys out of here. Uh, uh, again, those twenty countries was just added on, and now here is the good right here. And this is why, again, why I tell you to get silver. You can start buying this right now. Investing. You can start investing. Listen, invest into one of these. When I first started investing in silver, silver was trading at $14 a coin. Uh, the lawn care people outside. So if, if, if it's a little hard to hear me, that's what's happening. When I first started buying these, uh, silver was trading around $14, $15 a coin. Now, look at the current price of what it is now. You guys see that? You can Google search this. So you know that I'm not telling you no lies. And remember when I told you that the name was Bullion or Bullion? That's what that is. That we call it. It's the, the, the price of silver. That's what a coin is. A one ounce is a bullion. Now, uh, it's 74 cent a gram, $737 a kilo. So you have to get a lot of these and melt them down to make a brick. But right now, it's at $23 per coin. This is $23. But your $1 is only $1. See where I'm going with this? This is an investment. Because as the American dollar continues to decline and the BRICS continuously to add other countries and that dollar currency is going over, the euro dollar is already more expensive than the American dollar. It's a whole, it's $2 to one. So it well technically it's a dollar ninety three. A euro dollar is a dollar ninety three. American dollar is only one. On the world stock exchange, it's five cents. It might be less than that right now. But when you look at this, this silver is the same, and it's even more expensive overseas because they understand and recognize the value of the metal. Uh, uh, and you can look at these different prices. Um, again, pretty much everybody's the same at $23 an ounce. This is an ounce. And then you can also go as deep in your research to find out just uh, 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 um, what you, um, if you have any more. Ooh, no, the silver dollars that I got are worth $34. See that right there? This coin right here on the right. That's the exact same one that you guys are looking at right now. 
This is the exact same one you guys are looking at right now. $34.50. So, hey, I came up on this one. If I wanted to cash these out, I'm only going to probably cash out about 15 bucks. But the thing about it is I can't even pull it out of here now. This case is tight. But um, if I wanted to cash this out, you guys can see this is the exact same one. Uh, let me stop sharing this so you can see it. Stop sharing. Uh, let's go back here. See, that's the exact same one. That's $34.50. So if you want, that's, go to any pawn shop. You can buy these at pawn shops, ladies and gentlemen. Pawn shops. Now, what I would suggest, and this is basically counterintuitive to what I'm doing with this podcast, but don't tell nobody what you're doing. Take $50 out of your paycheck. Instead, of, Don't go to the club one weekend. Don't buy no extra uh, spirits or nothing this week. Take 50 bucks, go to a pawn shop, and you might can, it don't matter if it got reindeer on it, Santa Claus, a penguin. If it says .9999, buy it. You're not buying it for what's on it. You're buying it for the metal that's in it. Don't tell nobody what you're doing. If you want to, just tell them, hey, man, I'm playing around. Just uh, teach them a children about collecting. You know, I think this is a cool one. Don't tell them what you're doing. Save that information for your family. Instead of buying your children all of these toys and PlayStations and all of that stuff, start them. Give your children a life insurance policy this Christmas. <laughs> Give your children, your grandchildren, a life insurance policy, along with, and now if you want to know how to set that, set that up as a business and create that trust fund, I can tell you how to do it. I can show you how to do it. Give your children this Christmas their own business. Mm. Ooh, change the narrative on this Christmas. Give them, uh, along with that business, start them their very own quarter of a million life insurance policy. And that's their trust fund. Mm. See, we got to change the way that we think. We got to change the way that we think. But because of that feeling, we don't want our children to be upset or offended that we didn't buy them stuff. Which one is better? Setting your children up for life? Or setting them up for a couple of weeks? They only going to play with that stuff for a couple of weeks. It's going to either be broke or thrown in the back of the closet. Trust me, I know. I was one of those children. Buy them an insurance policy, give them a business, and set them up for life. That's something none of our parents, that's what I would say, that's something my, my parents didn't do. Well, I didn't learn this game until later. Really, I just learned this in the past eight years. I'm 50. Now, imagine if you start doing this now and setting your children up. Now, it's a whole different feeling when you can send them to any college in the world and pay cash for it all four years. They don't even have to worry about getting no scholarship or buy, getting a payo grant or any type of grant. Hey, look, where you want to go to school at? We're going to write a check. Whoop. Trust fund, pay for everything. 
Mm. I'm R.D. Muhammad right here, your favorite plug, plugging you in with the information that you need in order to help you be more successful. If you don't do anything, ladies and gentlemen, don't take my word for it. Go back and do the research for yourself. That information that you come back with, it should coincide and intertwine with what I just got through telling y'all about. I'll see y'all on the other side. Peace. What my theme music?